Thank you. Um, how's everybody doing today? I know it's late, so I'm, I'm going to try not to, to bore y'all. They told me to kind of give y'all a definition of what is a puff daddy. Because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, a lot of people here, you may not listen to rap music, but you may have heard my name before. And that, that's the question a lot of people's parents ask, like, what's a puff daddy? So I'm going to try to give you a brief definition of what it is to me. My real name is Sean Combs. Um, I grew up in New York, in Harlem, New York. I grew up, my mother raised me with my grandmother. My father passed away when, when I was three years old. And I grew up in a place called Harlem. And Harlem is, Harlem is right by the Bronx. It's like upper Manhattan in the hundreds if anybody's been to Manhattan. And when, when I was growing up in Mount Vernon, I just was always getting the love from my mother. I was blessed to receive a lot of love and nurturing from my mother. And that kind of instilled in me that the first step I think it, it, you need to become successful, which is the step that you have to take when you sit down that day with yourself and decide, like, I want to be somebody. And if you want to be somebody, how great do you want to be? And as far as business for me, it started with my first paper route. It was funny that Quincy said he met somebody through a paper route. It started with my first paper route, the philosophies I put into my first paper route. Um, the second half of my life, I grew up in a suburb of Westchester called Mount Vernon. And that's where I, I received my first job. I had to get a job because, you know, I wanted all of the new sneakers. And, you know, my mother, she, she spoiled me, but at the same time, it was so much new games coming out, like Atari, and <laughs> I was playing Asteroids and Pac-Man and eating Nihilators all day, so I was spending up my allowance. So that she was like, boy, you need to get a, yourself a second job and learn some responsibilities. So um, I decided to get a paper out, and I remember you had to be 12 years old, but I was only 11 at the time. So I figured out a little, a little scheme to you know, alter my birth certificate when I filled out the application. <laughs> so I get a paper out. So that was my first thing I had wanted. I, I got the paper out when I was 11, and that was a major achievement to me. And, you know, I told, I, I told the, the guy that was managing the paper out the truth. And he just respected that I wanted one so bad, so he let it go. And then um, there was another guy doing a paper out a couple of blocks over from me. And he, I found out through the grapevine that he was getting a little tired of doing it. So, you know, I asked him if I could get his paper out. And, you know, I give him, you know, like $10 a week just to transfer his paper out over to me. So that's when my, I started becoming an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I made this side deal and I, made, I merged with this other company a couple of blocks away from me. But um, it all started for me, my philosophy all started for me with, with, with my first paper route. I, ch I, I looked at the paper route as, as my job. I, I loved it and I took pride in it. I made sure that I put the papers in between the doors so people didn't have to come outside their house. I made sure I was quiet when I did it. I made sure when I collected my money, I came during a respectable hour. And I just served the customer and beyond that, I loved what I was doing. I decided what, if I was going to do a job, I loved what I was doing. I would walk around, I would dance and sing as I was delivering my papers. 
and that kind of helped me to, to, for the future of what I wanted to do. And, and that was just being a young entrepreneur. So, you know, I did my thing with the paper round, and I went from there and worked at McDonald's and Macy's and Playland Amusement Park and did all the types of jobs that everybody here wanted to do. But as I was growing up in high school, I played sports, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. So I finally got a chance to, um, to, to, to be involved in music. I was playing football, but um, in my last season, I broke my leg, so that career was over. So I had to make a transition. And you know, I was always dancing in clubs and enjoying music, so I said, let me try this music thing. Um, at the time, they didn't have interns. They didn't have no way for you to get involved in the music industry. There was no college for you to go to. There was no courses in school you could take. So um, I basically started going around to all the record companies that the music I liked, and I asked them, you know, if I could have an internship, if I could work for free. And they was basically like, you know, we don't do internships here. We don't know what you're talking about. And I got the terminology from being in college. One of my friends was in pre-med. And he told me he was doing an internship at the hospital. So I, I just went to the record company thinking that that was the thing. Like, I want to do an internship here at the record company. <laughs> but they were like, you know, we don't have one of those. So I guess in a way, I kind of helped to invent the internships in the, in the recording industry. I just went to record companies and told them I would work for free for the experience. And, you know, I finally got a job with a company that I believed in, which was Uptown MCA Records. They were making the most cutting edge hip hop and R&B soul music out at the time. And this was in the late 80s. And the only problem was that I was still in college. I was attending college at Howard University in Washington, DC. And um, they said I could do an internship, but I have to come in Thursday and Friday. So I had to figure out a way to take off from school and 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 get somebody to take my notes and classes and get the professors to believe in my dream. I finally had a dream. It was like that day that I finally realized that I wanted to do. This is something that a lot of you are gonna experience. And that goes back to what Quincy is saying. Then you're gonna become addicted to this. You're gonna become a junkie to this and you're gonna love it you know, in a positive way. When you wake up in the morning, you're gonna feel good. You're gonna finally have something that you have a goal that you're trying to achieve and you're gonna have your eyes set on this prize. And it was, it was one of the most beautiful feelings that I've ever felt to, to finally know what I wanted to do with my life and to work every day to try to achieve it. And I did anything to, to get the knowledge for this as far as to make music and understand what the entertainment industry was about. You know, I was in DC, I had to come to New York. I would um, sneak on the Amtrak because I didn't really have the money to keep on going back and forth but I would hide in the bathroom. And you know, that, that, that's the story, that's the passion that you'll, you'll probably experience one day. And you, you'll love the feeling of being in that bathroom and going on the train and knowing that, you know, I made, you know, you hear the Philly stop, you hear the, the Maryland stop, and you're like, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. <laughs> like I didn't get caught by the man yet. And then when you finally get there and they say New York coming out that bathroom, You'll feel like, you know, I did it, I made it. <laughs> then when you get to work, it just feels so much better. Because everybody at work doesn't know what you've been through to get there. But you deep down inside, you know what you've been through to get to that point. And you even look at that as an achievement. And it, it just, you know, I thank God every day that I'm blessed with the chance 
to, to do something that I love doing. But I feel anybody could do something that, that they love doing if they, if they go after it in the right way, if they go after it with the love. The motivation for it is the love and the, and the love of leaving a legacy behind more than the selfishness of just doing it for money or doing it to, to blow up or to be the man or the woman or to have the fame. If you do it to make history, if you do it to change people's lives, to make people feel good, to make yourself feel good, it's going to come, it's just going to come naturally. And um, I, got, I have more to the story, but we're supposed to have a roundtable discussion. I don't want to really bore you all anymore with the story. So thanks for having me. And if there's any questions, I guess we'll handle that at the roundtable discussion. Thank you very much.